Welcome back to the return of Speak Supreme Podcast. I am Austin with my lovely co-host, Seth Cunningham. Howdy-do. And uh, we are back, and we have big news here that I want to get out of the way right away. We have moved thanks to Seth doing some research and getting some stuff done. We now are on Spotify, <laughs> and we are now also on Apple Podcasts. So you can look for us there. We're no longer on uh, YouTube. We're going to be just audio-based, like most podcasts are. We figured out that was kind of a dumb idea from the it, beginning. It took us a little too long to figure out that people don't look want to look at our ugly-ass faces. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like my mom always said, I have a face for radio. Yeah. That is a thing. I mean, we have nice quality voices. I Absolutely. don't know why we ever thought... Putting our faces nice. on there and ruining it. You know, we're we're taking it one step at a time. Honestly. Exactly, we're, we're getting there. Off. We're 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 growing as people yeah. and as podcasters. Yeah. To push off the ship today, how is your day going so far, my man? You know, I I actually got myself up at a decent time today. I made myself some breakfast. I got a couple of things done for uh, school, and then uh, I had my coffee and watched some sports talk shows. Oh, that's beautiful. What kind of what sports talk shows are? Uh, I well, I was watching First Take, which uh, for those of you who don't know, is uh, hosted by Stephen A. Smith, the legendary Stephen A. Smith, and Max. Kellerman and also this uh, female uh, I guess orator I guess kind of she kind of just keeps them in line when they get a little too crazy <laughs> that's basically her job Molly Kiram uh, basically what her job is is when the guys start yelling and screaming a little bit too much she's like hey calm down that's really her job pretty much that's beautiful she also runs like she'll like introduce topics and do stuff like that and then they debate the topics and she just sits there like silent <laughs> so it's a great show, though. No, it's entertaining. I like Stephen A. You know Max. Uh, sometimes they say some stuff that just I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. But you know, it's an entertaining show. How how was your morning? How how, what, how was your nice? Day? I slept in a little bit. I there got up go. at like ten thirty. Yep. Had like three or four cups of coffee. Started a little laundry and just kind of watched news there and kind of rode a little bit. It was a nice morning. Absolutely, it sounds yeah, lovely. It's man. really drudgy outside today, though. It it's is. It's like, like looks like yeah. London outside. It's not a great day. It's not a. It's rainy. It's just just. The gross. Yeah. I just don't like it. I'm not one for complaining, but I yeah. wish that for one week Nebraska would make up its mind on yeah. the weather. Yeah. Just like we had two 70 degree days yep. earlier this yep. week and they were bright and beautiful. Now it looks, you know, horrible. Yeah, outside. it's just dreary. Just just dreary. It looks like an Alan Egger Poe. Po you there. know, I, I agree. It does have that aura around it. Um, but hey, there is good news. Thanksgiving is just a few days away. That's right. Oh my gosh. We're we're right there. It's this Thursday. Um Do you have any big Thanksgiving plans? No. <laughs> COVID yeah. kind of uh Yeah, COVID has restricted a lot. It really has. So we're not really doing much. Um my grandpa and grandma would would have probably have come over, but uh his cancer actually recently returned, oh, so he yeah, can't so really be out and about yeah yeah where people can be just not worth risking exactly exactly yeah we're having a, a private at home thanksgiving yeah. this year Absolutely. just because my uncle has covid so it's yeah. just us we are having my cousin over and her boyfriend so that's nice because you, you can't go over to her dad's absolutely yeah, it's yeah. covid19 right but right. Uh, what are you gonna do hey you man know, it's just a, it's a weird year year. year and it's you know but but hey you know with covid and how horrible it's been throughout you know this what year now probably almost it's insane that we used to think last april that this was going to be over by the end of summer yeah it's yeah. insane We've i mean and you know seven or eight months now of this yeah it's it's dragged on and i think you know I think people have kind of seen in the last few months, they finally realized, wow, this is just, this isn't just going to go away. You know, this is going to be a process. And luckily though, as we were talking about before we started filming, we, there is now news on a potential vaccine. That's true. It's starting to roll out a little bit. Yep. Specifically, the, the big one is that Oxford University had a big trial test with over 20,000 people, yep. right? And they determined the interimedia, which is the, uh, the data that was right. taken during the trial, showed about 70% protection. 
Now, the researchers for the trial say that when they increase the dosage, they believe, they're still testing, they believe that they can get it up to 90%. Which is obviously a great sign and really is wonderful. the most you know positive news we've heard in a long, yeah. long time. And so 90% is lower than the company's uh, Fifex. It's yeah. weird to pronounce because it's like yeah. P-F-I-E-X. And then Mardina. They've had vaccines noted at 95%, but the unique thing about Oxford is that they have the ability to make it cheaper, right? produce it way faster, yep. and then they have the the accessibility. They can get it to Absolutely. every corner of the Absolutely. world a lot quicker. Absolutely. So that's, that's some good news. Some people are worried, though. Have you heard that, like, some people are concerned that they're pumping these out too fast? And so they're concerned about the effectiveness or maybe the safety of the vaccine. No, absolutely. I, I understand. And I, I think that, you know, um, I don't agree with a lot of what she says, but I think Kamala Harris actually had a good point in the vice presidential debate when she said, I don't like to bring politics in, but this was just a good point. I, it's kind of where I agree. She said, you know, if Fauci and, you know, or these other scientists or people that work in medicine, if they, you know, do all these tests and run all these trials and they truly can look you in the eye and say, we believe these are safe then I, I am willing to go and get that vaccine. You know, I totally understand um, the fear and the worry because, like, you know, it, do, it does seem like, you know, they probably are rushing a little bit because, you know, this is horrible. It's a pandemic has killed millions of people. It's, there, there's some cause for concern, yeah. right? Now, some people are taking it too far. Yeah. Have you heard some people genuinely believe that right now is the end of the world, mainly like Christians, and not all Christians, of right. course, some of the ones that are a little you know, radical. Right. But they believe that the vaccine is going to contain a chip, like yep. a microchip like they're that. doing in Sweden. Yep. And that is the mark of the beast. And that they're going to kill us if we don't get the vaccine, which I don't see happening. No, no I don't. <laughs> yeah, I can see genuine concern that it's done, that it's rushed and yeah. it gets a lot of people sick. Right. Probably not the apocalypse. No, I, I don't think that that's... You know, I, I think that there would be a, I think God would be throwing a lot more at us if it was the apocalypse. I think a lot more shit would be going. I mean, I, I completely understand that 2020 has not been a very kind year to anybody. Very stressed out year. Yeah, very, very bad year. Has anyone not been stressed out this I don't year? think anybody's had, can sit down and say, oh, I've had a pretty decent 2020. I mean, like, seriously. My my aunt, you know. Uh, Except for Jeff Bezos. Yeah, it was, well, it was my aunt's birthday and her sister, my other aunt, she sent her a birthday card and in the card she said, celebrate like it's not 2020. And I think that pretty much sums up 2020. Like, it's just been such a bad year that, like, you don't even want to think about that it's 2020. Just thinking about the amount of things that have happened contained into one year. I saw a TikTok that was like a meme. Yeah. And it was, um, you know, like the the TikToks that they do where it's like God asking yeah. an angel if they did something. Right. And the angel misconstrues the subject. Yes, yes. Well, this one was God like asking an angel if he had dictated all of the, the events to happen in the 2020s. And he's like, oh... oh you meant you meant 2020, right? Yeah. Then had meant yeah. about 10 years of catastrophic events in right. one year, and that was nice. I think that's probably what happened. That's pretty accurate. I feel like that would that would be the 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 answer that we're all looking for. That's the closest answer that I could well, come up with. Well, because it it just does seem like it it just seems like so much bad stuff just packed into just one year. Catastrophic 365 fires days. and floods. Yeah, like what day have we not woken up and heard just horrible news? Yeah, we could 100% go into a civil war by yeah. 2022 if yeah. this keeps up. Up. I yeah. mean, the tensions are rising. Oh, it's horrible. Donald Trump might be trying to orchestrate a coup. Yeah. Like, who the frick knows? Like, he might be trying to do a legal coup. Yeah. Joe I Biden's going to win, though. I mean, yeah. And, and the thing is, is like, you know, he can launch all these legal maneuvers and stuff. And I, I'm sure there are ways that he could probably find his way back in. But 
I just don't think they're going to let that happen. If he did that, the social unrest in America yes. would be at such a point, it would be catastrophic. Yes. Because the way that it's going right now, he's he's submitted his legal battles. They're playing out in court. Judges are, are straight up laughing some yes. of his law, yes. some of his law teams out of the court. Yeah. I mean, they're asking no, I, him directly, I, "Do you have evidence?" And they said, well, "No." And they said, no. "Yeah, I've, I've listened like, to." Sorry, none yeah. of this it, it yeah. can be proven not empirical. And this, she's like, "Get out of my courtroom!" Yeah, then, pretty much. You're wasting my time. <laughs> like, yeah. No, I've listened to audio. I've I've read transcripts, and it's funny. It's laughable to look at like the interaction between the judge and the lawyer, because there's just nothing. There's nothing there. Like, okay, is there voter fraud every year? Probably. How very, much though? Like point zero 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 one. Right? Like something. It like happens in every single election, yes. but it happens at such a minor degree yes. that it almost never determines yes. the election. And I'm so tired of people sitting there and trying to make the argument to me, oh, it's Gore Bush. No, it's not, because that was one state. It was Florida, which was a, it was a state they had to win. Yeah. And it was separated by 537 votes. It was very like very minute. Raised. This one wasn't. No. This is a dis- this is a disputed like six different states. Yes. A bunch of which like Were so sem- many of yes. these law f- of these um, complaints have been thrown out yeah. like immediately because yeah. Pennsylvania didn't them. work. It didn't work in Michigan. Didn't work in Georgia. Like Georgia just did a recount and they certified Joe Biden as the winner and Trump's already asking for another recount. And he can't get it. I mean, they did. Georgia was a fair recount, right? Yes. Because the margin was, was was low enough that they needed to do a recount. Joe Biden won that one. Yes. They certified the votes. At this point, there really just isn't a way that Joe Biden isn't going to no. win this. And the embarrassing thing is that he's not giving, being given access to, you yes. know. And that can be horrible for his, his uh, you He's know, trying his, to transition yes. into being president. Like, yes. you know. When have we ever seen in the other, you know, 44 presidents, when have we not just seen the other guy just go, yeah, I lost, you know. Give a very humble, very, you know, dignified concession speech. Because that's... Sort yeah. of the responsibility that's put yes. on a president yes. once they are leaving office. Yes. Right? And you it's, know that. You know when you're president. You know there's going to come a day where you might lose. If you lose the election. I mean, as the president has been set since the beginning of our freaking uh, co- country, yeah. when you lose, it is up to you to kind of, uh, kind of, I'm trying to think of a word, kind of reach out to your supporters right. and affirm them that yes. everything's going to be okay. Look, yeah. That it's not going to be that, yes, I, I've taken a large political digs at this individual, but I do trust them to run the country. They're going to do their best job well, and even, to take a bullet, you yeah. know. Even you look back at, like, Hillary. Like, that was one of the worst, like, that was a horrible election. And, you know, say what you want about Hillary, but when she lost, she said, hey, you know what? Donald Trump won. He's the president. He's the president now. Yeah, you you give him... That's what she said. Exactly like you said. She said, give him a shot. Give him an opportunity before you go bashing him. She said, I know what he said and what he's done, but let's at least give him the opportunity. And he was given the opportunity, and he was horrible. And then we voted him out of office. Yes. As a democracy, which is what America is. And now he's trying to undermine that democracy, which is just horrible. The thing is, you can't really be surprised. No. No. He has, I mean, famously, if you watch him anywhere, any law case that he has done, any business that is closed, any, I mean, there was a caucus in 2016 that he lost, yep. a primary that he lost. He says it was rigged. And he, rigged, he says that it's every single time. And I have done a lot of research. I've looked at every freaking interview done of Donald Trump since the 70s, and I can't find a single clip 
or interview or transcript where he accepts defeat. No. Where he admits that he was that he could have made a better decision, that he could have done this. No, it's always somebody else's fault for when the last here's, 20 or 30 years. Here's the thing. When you're a trust fund baby that gets everything handed to you and all you know is just wealth and money and fame and success, you don't know how to accept when you just when you're not the one being on the winning side. You yeah. cannot physically accept that. Like, I'm not defending him. I'm saying that's probably that's that is why. Yeah. That is why. But and that, I didn't like. I wasn't an individual who got overly mad when he started contesting yeah. the election. Right. That, that's fine. That's why the election exists. That's why the laws exist to allow you to contest, so that we, the American people, can be affirmed that things are fair. Yes. He's really trying hard to convince people that things aren't fair. Yes. And while I understand why he's doing it, I really don't think that he understands nor cares no. the consequences that no. that could bring. No, that that's and that's the thing. You know, he could really, really screw things up. I mean, again, like I said, this is a country that is building democracy. The people get to choose who the president is. That is what we are built on. And the real problem is Donald Trump is sitting here. And again, like you said, you made a good point. He is completely within his rights to take, you know, his uh, take his battles in court legally. That's fine. He's not going to win, but it's fine for him to do that. That's completely within his right. Like you said, he can contest as many states as he wants. He can contest every state that he lost. Because if there was fraud happening, yes. I would want to know. Absolutely, about it. yeah. Even though, even as much as I hate Trump, if if they cheated to get Biden elected, that is unfair, and I agree that should be struck down. But the fact is. We've already just seen, haven't found yeah, anything. Exactly. I mean, the closest amount of evidence they had, I forget if it was Michigan or Pennsylvania, because uh, I'm not a scientist. Yeah. I don't know why I said scientist, yeah. but I'm not <laughs> as educated on right. it as I could be. Anyway, it was Michigan or Pennsylvania where there was uh, like 237 signed affidavits. Right. That was the most evidence they have. That's a large number, so that's going to startle you, right? Yeah. But an affidavit, in a sense, is just a person recounting what they experience. Yep. All empirical evidence, right? It's not anything that can actually be... No used in court because unless they have actual evidence to support yes, that yes. so what they have is 237 Here, documents of hearsay yeah, here, yeah here's what they have they have their sources when they go to court the, the the judge says well what's your source trust me bro that's literally what it is like for 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 a complete lack of a professional term that's if you break it down at the end of the day what they're trying to provide as proof in court is oh trust me bro i saw it with my own yeah. eyes yeah. well cool you're also trump's lawyer and or you're also a person who really, really heavily supports him yep. and is biased towards him. Exactly. So I'm sorry if I don't immediately believe yes. that you're not going to, you know, maybe twist the words a little bit to make it seem like it was maybe more than what it was. The thing that just baffles me is that, um, you know, you break it down and, you know, Trump says, oh, you know, they're coming up with these votes. They're bringing these votes in for Joe Biden. Does he not realize that the citizens who are counting the votes are both Democratic and Republican? They are from both sides. So you can, like, I mean, you are accusing your own supporters, likely, at least some, yeah. of fraudulence. I mean, I mean, it leads, that's the thing, there's both Republican and Democratic people counting. It leads to the potential for fraudulence on both sides. Yeah. And that's really, I mean, the kind of, of fraud that happens in an election is is county by county. Right. I mean, it's, it's one person doing this or another person right. doing this. And evidence supports that it doesn't really add up that much no it's it's, it's like like 50 votes here yeah. 200 yeah and those are all the 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 things that he's all of his lawsuits yeah. contain are like just not enough votes for him to overturn the election mm -hmm.
So, yeah, even if those win and, and you know, they're like, oh, yeah, these 300 votes will go to Trump. If you're down by 10,000, those 300 votes aren't going to mean much. Like, and my, my uncle made a point. You know, my uncle was a lawyer for 40 years. Yeah. And he made the point. He said, well, he's going to have to be very specific. He's literally going to have to, like you said, attack county by county. He's going to have to go, for example, you know, this isn't a real case. This is just me being, you know, hypothetical. He'd have to go Pennsylvania in Philadelphia in blah, blah, blah county. Yeah. And he'd have to be specific, too. He can't just say, oh, uh, there's fraud. You can't do that. You have to say, oh, you know, they there was this person doing this. And or there was prove yeah, that. Yes, exactly. So they Which have to be... difficult That's to the do. difficult part. You can't just, you know, Trump can't just go and, you know, point out a state that he lost and say, oh, there's fraud. That, that's you not have the, have actual yeah, evidence exactly. to support that. That's, and yeah. they just don't. No. I mean, this every single day it's becoming more apparent that he's just a sore loser yeah and he i mean he adamantly is continuing to admit that he won when he just very clearly didn't win and i i applaud him he got 71 million votes that's good i mean that proves the system is working he had supports they voted him more people voted for joe biden in the places that they voted for him i i personally think the electoral college shouldn't exist we should explore you know the possibilities of popular vote yeah i really don't I've never had someone explain to me why popular vote isn't a good idea that makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can say what you want about, oh, well, you know, some of the bigger states are Democratic. I'm like, well, you could you could say the same thing about like a state like Florida, who's usually Republican. That's a big state, too. Or Texas. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, there the, it, it evens out. I just, I really could never buy into the idea that a state decides yeah. your vote. That yeah. I mean, I really think that it should be by people yeah now i'm i i like giving states more power in my ideal world the government is incredibly small right and the state and local governments are incredibly large that's where you affect social structure not on right. the federal level but not an entire state just saying oh right, well me more people voted for this person so the entire state's vote goes to this person i yeah. just don't like that no i, I it should agree be person by person well that, and you know the you argument know. that's made is oh well the people uh people elect the electors i'm like well that doesn't really that doesn't really mean much though. Yeah, and even the argument that you know rural people can't yeah. get on his vote. No, it's 2020. We have the resources. Mm-hmm. What what I'm hearing then now is actually we just need to provide the resources to this other counties to give them the resources that they need to yeah. to vote properly. Yeah. It's I mean we have technology, we have money now. We can actually do that. Do not tell me that we cannot assure that the most people could vote possible. Well, and here's the thing that's crazy, right? And I was telling you before we started, you know, I had to, for an assignment for my history class last night, I had to listen to a history podcast. And I actually, you got to choose. And so I chose one about the uh, the Electoral College and our first elections back in the 1790s. So essentially, uh, like I told you, the delegates that had been working for long, long months, basically building the structure of the country and how it was going to be ran, they were very tired during a hot summer, and they left and delegated 11 individuals from the group to create how elections would be ran in the country. And those 11 came up with the Electoral College, and they loosely based it on representation of Congress, basically to determine how each state was represented. And they came away with that, and it really hasn't changed much. The, the way that it's structured has changed slightly as, you know, as states were added and different things such as that nature. But the Electoral College still remains here in 2020 when it was created back in the 1790s. And it, it really the thing that 
um, the reason that the Electoral College was created, a big part was because they weren't really worried about how the structure was because George Washington was a clear choice. He was unanimous both times. So they were more worried. They're like, let's just get something made. Let's just get something done. You know, it doesn't really matter. But then they started already seeing the flaws by 1796 when, you know, it was Thomas Jefferson and John Adams and Aaron Burr and guys like that. And then they're like, oh, crap, you know, this is actually kind of broken. And it started getting because the way they did it back then was the top two vote getters were president and vice president. Yeah. And it was it was messy because you get like, you know, the Federalists and Republican parties were the first parties. And so like when you go to the election of 1800, that was the first year they introduced president and vice president. But the problem was they didn't specify that well enough on ballots, either that or people were too basically illiterate to understand. And they just voted for the two people that they liked most, which was funny because John Adams got absolutely destroyed. Like, it was just clear coming down the road that it was not going to happen. Yeah. And Thomas Jefferson and Aaron Burr, who Burr was Jefferson's choice for vice president, but they received the two highest votes. So they were the ones that actually almost were pitted against each other. It went to the House of Representatives because it was a tie. Yeah. And Burr kept saying, he's like, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to I'm not going to go into Jefferson. But people doubted that because Burr was a very, you know, uh, he really he was I'm trying to think of the word here. He was basically he wanted more you yeah. know he was always aiming higher so people were kind of suspicious of him jefferson ended up winning in the electoral college anyway and burr was vice president you know so it didn't matter at the end of the day but just yeah. that whole struggle and just watching that just showed already just in 1800 yeah that you know just, how broken it already was a lot of broken what i really think that needs to happen just today is that because throughout time there has been i mean there's a lot of good things have been have been done a lot of what happens in the constitution is just some of the best philosophy that has ever come about as how to govern but there's been a lot of flaws the electoral college system just ch- choices they can made throughout history so we just need to go and revamp things yeah. like i'm not talking about any large historical change but we need to go back over all our all of our uh, laws, policies, and structures in government, and just see if we can update them a little bit. Just kind of reorganize things, because there's just so much clutter in the government right, right now, and we need to do a little spring cleaning. Yeah, we, uh, you know, and you know, I think that's what Trump kind of got some people when he said the whole drain the swamp, because I think people took that as that, but it never really happened. Didn't happen, and I wish he would have done that. Yeah. I mean, you and I have talked about this. If Donald Trump would have been differently, yeah. I would have voted for him. Yeah. I mean, if he wasn't such a, if he was anybody else, yeah. but had his same platform, yeah. I would have voted for him. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I think in in general, if you separate the person from like the policies and stuff, I don't really hate him either. You know, I mean, they're Republican policies, so I'm not inherently in agreement with yeah. them. But at the same time. It would have just been another Republican president. Like, I wouldn't have been nearly... I would have just been like, okay, yeah, you know, that's how democracy works. Sometimes it's going to be, you know, my my side's president, and sometimes it's going to be the other side. Like, that's just how it works. But just you add in the person that he was and the way he acted and the things he did, that's what really broke it for He's people. just a gregarious monster. Yeah. I mean, he's just not a good person. No. And through my moral set of principles, I could not allow myself to vote for that kind of person. Absolutely. And I think that kind of moves us to, you know, our next topic. It's I know, probably enough about politics. Yes, yes. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about that anymore. So what we're going to move on to is I think what we can kind of call pretty much the main focus of this one. I think it's um, an interesting topic. You and me, you know, we're both interested in it. You know a lot about it. I have observed it. Yeah, it I, fits you know, in with a year. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's getting to that time. You know, Thanksgiving, like we said, is the Thursday. And then pretty much right after Thanksgiving, it is full-blown just Christmas season. 
Yeah. And uh, it gets cold outside, and I think we all know what that means. And uh, a lot of you will probably know what we're talking about when we say it is cuffing season, people. Yeah, it really is that time of the year yes. that people almost, uh, with the same kind of reprocity that birds migrate, yes. people want to, you know, bang. Exactly. And more importantly, settle down into relationships. Yes, and cuddle in the warmth of a fireplace. And get warm and start... And it's weird to me over the time that I've started to, that I've been growing up, I've noticed more and more how much this yes. is actually a phenomenon. Oh, it's, it's, I, I think it is honestly an anomaly in psychology. I mean, I'm not in, by any means a psychologist or I would never pretend to know a lot about psychology, yeah. but I, I, I notice human habits and human nature and it, especially, you know, being a high school student and now being a college student, I have seen right in front of my eyes people like you said almost migrate like birds into relationships during this time of year when it's cold outside you know you can't leave the house as much and go yeah. out and do stuff with friends you know you're kind of stuck inside it almost and... becomes obsessive it really does and i've noticed that in myself absolutely um, yeah i have had a relationship pretty much every year since my freshman year of high school and every single one has begun around fall and ended before my birthday in July. Yeah, Every yeah. single relationship you know, I've ever had. You know what's kind of crazy for me? I've had um, three like real actual relationships. Um, one of them was hey, a couple months, and it was not anywhere near Christmas. The other one was like seven or eight months, didn't land on Christmas because I got broken up on, on Thanksgiving. That was sick. Yeah. Um, but hey, what happened? You know what happens? Um, and then the other one was a year. So it did go over Christmas, but she cheated on me right around Christmas. Yeah. So I just don't, I guess I you don't. You can't even get past the winter break. No, apparently not. At man. least I, I get through New yeah. Valentine's Day. I, I can't, I'm always alone during cuffing season. I'm just sitting in my basement playing FIFA during Christmas, man. It's really sad. But, it is. Um, yeah, one of them ended like the day after thing, after yeah. like uh, Valentine's yeah. Day. Because, you know, sometimes you mess up Valentine's Day. Dude, I, I've been there. <laughs> and when you're a high schooler, that usually means you're breaking up. Pretty much. Uh, Valentine's Day is kind of a deal breaker. Yeah. The last, the girlfriend I had my sophomore year and this last girlfriend that I just broke up with this year, those both ended in July. So that's the closest okay. I've gotten. There you go. All of them, like two, both of them two days before my birthday. And I'm like, can't I just have a relationship on my birthday? Yeah. That's really yeah. the only thing I want. Yeah, you know, it. I've, I've... Companionship. You know, we're looking for it and we can't find it. We can't find, you know, the real actual relationship that just is actually genuine. But, you know, that's okay, you know. We love ourselves, and that's enough. As long as we love ourselves. Exactly. Yeah, but it's just, it's interesting in yeah, both it's a, it's socially a and, a, and in a psychology yes. point of view. Because it's yes. like right around the time that, you know, the, the leaves are falling yep. on the ground and, and grass is starting to change color. Is when people want to, you know, they get horny, but also yeah. they have an horny insatiable, for yeah, an insatiable <laughs> feeling for companionship. Yes. And I, I think it's because, I mean, one, you were right, it gets colder, right. there's less for you to be able to do. And it's traditionally on like a, you know, like an instinctual level, a primeval level. Yes. Winter means hard times. Yes. It means that it's harder to get food. Right. It means right. that it's harder to get protected. You know, it's, I mean, it's more dangerous. Yes. So you Instincts be in, in us as people. Yeah, instinctually, we want to get into collectives. You know, we want to, you know, have companionship, but also protection. Well, and I think and most important of all is that, you know, the, the couple pictures in the matching pajamas on Christmas get the most likes on Instagram. So, you know. That one, I think, is the highest of I really all. do. I think that's the highest tier because, you know, girls are looking around like, God, I mean, like, you know, I need the likes on Instagram, you know, yeah. to maintain my social status. So. I wonder if 
Instagram has, <laughs> to some degree, influenced the amount that I think social media in general at this point. I think social media in general, yeah, no, I, I actually do like that. The, the what I said was kind of a joke, but in a way, it's really not. Because like, do you think our grandparents were? Do you think this phenomenon existed to such a degree, like forty years? Ago? I don't feel like it did. You know, just from like, but that would also be interesting to do research on. We gotta get an old person up here. Yeah, just like, hey, hey, you're you're old. Let's just go find someone over seventy. Yeah, just walk around the street, (laughs) ask people. But no, I I do think in the I think social media has changed a lot of things. But I think that is one of them because, you know, you see all the couples on Instagram and and and, and Snapchat and TikTok and all that crap. You know, Um, I would like a girl to make TikToks with and shake my ass around. But you know, that's just not a reality for me. I found myself. getting almost because i'm pretty comfortable not having a relationship yeah. i almost reject the idea of having a relationship yeah. for a while yeah but i found myself at one point because i haven't had sex since july yeah or even been in remotely some sort of relationship almost getting jealous of my brother right because he has has a relationship with a girl he's in high school oh wow and it's gotten kind of saucy got right away jonathan yeah i know right what a guy. Jonathan. i love that guy Every time I go to Hy-Vee, he always waves and smiles at me. He's I'm so like, goofy. He's so just friendly. A, just what a guy. Yeah, he's just the goofiest guy. He does, you know. He does. And, he does, and he even the well. silliest person I know has a long-term and very successful relationship. Yes. He's like spending the night over at her house. Yeah, she got her tonsils taken out the other day. Wow. And he went and sat at her house and just played video games and hung out with her. Wow. For like eight hours. That's healthy, man. And I'm like, geez, I would never do that. Give it up an entire afternoon. I'd be like, God, this is horrible. I'm like, I gotta go do something else. <laughs> and that's probably why he has a girlfriend and I don't. Well, you know, that's the thing. Like, in my last relationship, that was the first time I really just found myself spending like a full day with a person and actually enjoying it. That ended, of course, you know. It always but, goes away. Yeah, of course. I mean, you just, you know, as people, I just think that, like, um, you know, things happen. And, you know, I think that the thing that sucks about, the thing that's tricky about relationships, and I'm just going to use, you know, kind of my own as an example, not being specific, you know, out of respect for the other person, but just in general. Yeah. Um, you know, when things happen in your individual lives as two people in a couple that are, you know, traumatic or, you know, just not good and, you know, they, they bring you down and you're in a bad, you know, bad space. Yeah. That really impacts a relationship. It really does. And, you know, that is just, you know, we're kind of getting in the psychology of relationships. So that's okay. That's, that's close Who enough. Who cares? You know? yeah, we're, we're in the same region. We're in the ballpark. But, you know, I think that really does have an impact because that's really why we separated. It was not 100%. that we, you know, stopped having feelings for each other, you know. Um, it was more just... We were both kind of miserable. Me more, more, me more even so. Yeah. And we just couldn't deal with, you know, we were almost toxic to each other at that point. I kind of find that. It gets to a point, especially in the relationship that I just got out of, I can relate to that. It's kind of like a lot of things happen in the relationship. And you kind of, it's you and your significant other kind of navigating rocky waters. Precisely. And at a certain point, whether it be as a lack of communication or whatever happens, at a certain point I find it to get just so convoluted yeah that there's no possible way that you could sit down with this person and sort out right just how many problems you have right and, and think, that that's probably yeah. comes to the breaking point on whether Absolutely. or not you're able to buckle down and get past those humps or whether or not you're a nine-month relationship well and the frustrating thing and the difficult thing is is you know she was frustrated and she you know basically accused me of you know not doing what i should have been to you know get better and try to improve my mental health but 
I was doing the things that I thought at the time were going to help, but she didn't, she thought different things. And that was kind of where it broke down because she was saying, oh, maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do that. I'm like, oh, well, I am doing this. I'm doing, you know, I'm not doing that, but I'm doing this and this and I'm trying to be better. And she, you know, she felt that I wasn't getting better at the rate that was acceptable. So she basically, you know, got to a breaking point one night, you know, we got so upset. We got into essentially a just screaming match. Yeah. They're both just yelling at each other. And that was it. Boom. And, uh, you know, we've talked off and on since then. And not really anymore. But, you know, the thing is, is that... Because you cut her off. Yeah, I know. Snip, I, snip. I, I, I did. I did. I And, you know... At a certain point. Well, I'm going to be honest to. with you. I'm going to open up and be honest here. I am just... I think one of my absolute greatest weaknesses, and I, I, I pride myself in being able to, at the very least, look at my weaknesses and acknowledge that they're there. I think one of my biggest weaknesses is I am just horrible at cutting people off. Like, my first relationship, which you know all about horrible just horrible and i still just for some reason could not get you know in the mindset to be able to cut she eventually was the one that cut things off like yeah i know and that's ridiculous you know and we were all telling that, you i'm like awesome, oh i time. know i'm just that's just one of my absolute weaknesses <clears throat> i just cannot do it and you know i just put myself in you know it, it is my own fault and i'm not gonna not gonna say it isn't you know i i don't take people's advice and i just try to trust my gut and well, more my heart, which is the problem. Right. I, uh, I find myself to be a little too forgiving and a little bit too compassionate towards people. And that's a problem at times. Well, you see, I, I have always kind of admired your, your eagerness, your want to maintain a, a healthy yeah. relationship with individuals yeah. after you end your right. actual relationship. Cause you know, I've always been on the like exact opposite yeah, yeah. Of that spectrum. Every girlfriend right. I've had, I have a rule that I tell this to people before yeah. I start dating where there's no there's no second offs. If right. we break up, right. that's in my mind, that's the nuclear red button. Yeah. After we've gone over every other option, every game plan, and we've figured out this isn't gonna work, you hit the red button, you break yep. up, and there's no yep. getting back together. And honestly, that. I'll and tell then you, I just block yeah. them on everything and yeah. get the memory out of my head. And I'll tell you this, you know, um <clears throat> as as much as it goes for emotional stress, that is probably the better choice. And you know, I you it know, alleviates yeah. some anxiety. Yeah. Well it's just, you know, we're just different people, and I, I honestly look at the way you do it, and I, and I wish I could. You know, I don't think it's cold. I think you know, especially if you, if you talk to them and give them that expectation, you're not surprising them. You're not jump throwing anything at them that they're not aware yeah, they never of. Never expect anything. They yeah. know that when it's over, yeah. I'm not going to yeah. talk to them. And you again. tell them that, and you communicate that, and I think that's what all you can do if that's how you operate as a person. There's nothing wrong with that. I just have a very severe problem. I just, I still like, because when I get feelings. I don't date very often, but when I get feelings, I get feelings. You like, are I a am very all passionate person. Yes, yeah. I, and sometimes it really sucks. <clears throat> sometimes it's great because you know sometimes being an emotional person can help you in ways, but sometimes it can really be a weakness. You know, just yeah. as anything. Can well, be. you get. I think it's similar with my brother as we were just talking. You get very invested. Yes. When you, I mean, if you're going to put your emotion on the line, yep. then you're going to put it on yep. the line. You're going to give everything you have. Yep. And while that can be a weakness because you get hurt more, I've also seen the other side of that where I don't give a lot of emotional yeah. availability. I'm just not a very trustful, I'm a very private person, right. you know that. Yeah. And that leads to, yeah, it's a certain amount of emotional protection, but it's also a certain amount of loneliness. Right. So people, you know, like you, who are very passionate and very involved, you get hurt more, but you also have a more fun ride along the way. Yeah, no, and I think that's the thing. Like, <clears throat> looking back on, you know, my last relationship, God, I mean, when, when we were in it, and you know it was good. It was amazing. Like it exactly. was. We would spend literally. I sh I kid you not. It, during that, you know, not this last summer, but the previous one when we were together, she would literally come get me at like ten in the morning, and we'd hang until ten at night, twelve hours. See, and that's 
beautiful. And at the highest point of my yeah. relationships, the best part, it was a highly functioning, well-coordinated, established relationship yeah. where we almost had an agreement. Like, this is the yeah. way things work. Yeah. This is what, like, logically abides by our principles. Yeah. And we're going to do this. And it, it worked, but... Yeah. It's never going to leave. Well, the thing that too is just it, it, the thing that tears you apart is like I like you made the point. You know, I get invested, and I would go over and I'd have dinner with their family. I got very close with their family. Um, I got close with her niece, who I still miss. I'll admit it. She was amazing. Yeah. Um, and I just I don't know it. I think here here's the reason that I finally just had to cut her off. The reminder tormented me. Yeah. Sometimes when you're that emotional and you get that invested, there's just a point where you can't pull everything out of it. So you either have to, you know, the two options are get back together, which isn't an option. Yeah. Obviously. Or just completely absolve yourself of any possible reminders. I got rid of everything. I finally willed myself. I had, and you know, the craziest thing was the night that I did it, the other night, it was one of the worst nights of my life. Like, not because of that, but I was just having a horrible night. It was yeah. just a bad night. And at my lowest point was when I could finally do it. Because I said, what else, how much lower could I get? Yeah, yeah. And that was when I could finally do it, you know? That's nice. You're like, I'm already sad. Yeah, exactly. I might as well get Ex rip this exactly. bandaid off. Exactly. I like that strategy, Austin. Honestly, that's just where I was at. I was like, I am so, I feel like such crap right now that I couldn't feel any worse. So I might as well just finally get myself to finally, you know, break this chain of not being able to let go. I'm going to do it. I hope she's happy. I wish her the best. I have no hard feelings whatsoever about her at all. But there's no reason to be involved. But there's anymore. no reason because, yeah. you know, she got a new boyfriend. Good for her, you know, but I don't really want to be that. She says friend, but then it's more just you're on Snapchat. At a certain point, even for like at least a while after yeah. the relationship, you just can't be no. friends because no. there's just there's too much so there. much there. Yeah. And I'll I'll get a tinge of missing a person every now and then. And I do find it easier. I'm like, "Oh, I'll miss them." And I feel like if I had a way to contact them, yeah. I'd miss them even more because then I'd be tempted to contact them. Exactly. And I'm not cuz they're not there. Exactly. No, and that's kind of where I'm at. Like if I don't have the option to if I don't, you know, see their story every day or I don't see what's going on in their life, you know, then I'm, I, I slowly over time, I'm never going to forget, forget, but it's going to be so pushed back far in my mind that I'm not going to be thinking about it at times, you know, and it's not going to be torturing me the way it did. And, you know, that's just the way I have to do it. And, yeah. you know, um, and if you, you know, you, yeah, you do it for a while, yeah. you get it out of the way and I'm friends with, um, I mean, you know, Carson, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure we can say her name. She doesn't care. No. But yeah, I'm good friends with yeah. her. I mean, we, we're pals. We she is definitely, and, she, and you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's just me. I've never dated her, so I wouldn't know. But I feel like she's just the type of person that would, you know, well, you could do that with her. In my opinion, we should have just been friends. She's yeah. the best friend I've ever had. Yeah. Cool person to hang yes. out with. We just don't work in a relationship yeah. fast. And that's, and honestly, that's fine. And I feel like that's probably part of why you're able to still be friends. is because you, you acknowledge that like, you know, dating didn't work out, but like we were really... Yeah, like yeah. we still value what we offer to one another. Absolutely, absolutely. No, and it's, you know, and I, I don't think it's, you know, and if it works out, that's great. Like, yeah, and it, wonderful. it kind of worked out with her for a while, but I just got to a point where I was like, no, this is actually just horrible for me. Like, yeah, I just, just don't. hurts more than I'm not. Helps. Yeah, exactly. This isn't healthy, and like, I just don't want. And again, that's nothing against her. I hope she, hope she you know, I know she's super smart, amazing. Like, she's going to do great things. So. No. I got to ask you, how do you go about being able to 
get well acquainted with the family. Because I always, I hate, I don't know, I have enough trouble right. navigating my own family dynamic. Yeah. Because each family is so culturally diverse and oh, absolutely. crazy. Oh, absolutely. To be introduced to another person's no, ecosystem, like the thing that, the only thing I can ever do when I'm at a girl's house is examine and observe everything yes, and yes. try to figure out why she's the way she is. I'm like, so, oh, so that's yeah. what causes so, that. So I'll tell you this, that. right? So it's not always, I've not batted a thousand yeah. with parents, trust me. So I'm going to tell you about one relationship. And again, I'm going to leave names out of it, but you're going to know who just who I'm talking oh, yeah. about. So, and this was not a great experience. And this is going to get, um, you know, this is going to get, <laughs> let's put it this way. They saw some text messages. They happened to take her phone and saw some text messages between me and her. And I may have made a comment about their parenting tactics because they were not very kind to her. Oh, I've had that happen before. Like, let me, like, let me put it this way. Her parents were being completely unfair to her. Yeah. And all I said was they're kind of being Jack, blah, yeah, blah, you know. Yeah. And they saw that. And they also saw some text messages that may have been a little adult rated <laughs> between me and her. And uh, that was before I had even met them. So I went in to her house to meet her parents after they knew that I insulted them and made adult comments and we had done stuff. And they didn't, they didn't say it. Well, this is how it went. I walked into their very large house because they are very rich. And I stood in the entryway. And the little sister looked at me, smirked and shook her head and went up to the top of the stairs to watch this scene unfold. <laughs> it was like a Spartan theater. Was this McDonald's? The, what? Was this McDonald's? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes the, <laughs> that's beautiful yes so for the people that don't know that's an yeah i'm just gonna say you won't know but it's funny seth knows yeah yeah she's yeah. her father guy. was wealthy because of his um yeah you could say yeah her father worked for mcdonald's at a high level at a pretty made, like a corporate very, level yeah. and yes was very made a lot of money off. she was a very quirky girl very very not Hmm, I don't know what to say about her. Like, I I don't think she she's a good person. She's yeah. very kind and compassionate. Well-intended, well absolutely. But she just was not someone who, where our personalities just didn't blend. And I don't I, know how you guys ever went out. Dude, let me put it this honest. way. I was just so alone that I think I just dated anything. Like, And that's not even an insult to her. Like, she was, I found her attractive. She was very attractive. Like, very um, beautiful. Young she lady. was very attractive girl. Um, There's definitely very admirable qualities about her. This is not just... Me as a person and her as a person didn't mix. I didn't know she was funny. She was pretty funny. She was pretty funny. <laughs> she was funny. Um, but anyway, getting back to the horrible story of yeah. my... So I'm standing there. Her mother walks in. <clears throat> just has this aura already. I'm just already scared. Like, and I don't get scared of parents. Like, parents don't intimidate me. Like, I, and I'll get to a good story after this. Just because, why not? I'll, I'll do it quick. So... Her mother walks in, then her dad walks in, who's taller than me, big, you know, broad shoulders, yeah. kind of a heavier set guy, but regardless. And I, <laughs> she is standing there. Uh, she's standing there, and I'm just standing there like, wow, what am I, what am I doing? What is about to happen? Am I going to die? <laughs> like, it felt <laughs> like I was just, it felt like I had been thrown to the wolves. Am I going to be murdered? Literally, I just was scared. Like, this was just not a good situation for me. So... I start and say, you know, Mr. And Mrs. Blah, blah, blah. You know, um, I just want to apologize for <clears throat> the comments that I made regarding you and your parenting style to your daughter. Yeah. 
I would like to apologize. I mean, it was literally like, it was just like I was making a political apology. <laughs> I didn't mean any of it, but I made I it seem sincere. relations with your daughter. Pretty much, pretty much, <laughs> yeah. I went full Bill Clinton. Uh, I just I just went off, you know, and I, I, I'm very good at being sincere when I'm not. Yeah. And so I think it's they bought it. I think they believed that I was sorry, but they never liked me. They never, like, enjoyed my presence in their daughter's life. That checks. I've had that happen before. And uh, I will just end with this. Um, for that story, then I will gladly let you <laughs> share your experience. But basically, any time I was at her house, which I like going to her house. You know, she had all money. So, you know, it's a nice situation. Yeah, it's you know, a nice. good place to hang out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and it was Omaha. I wasn't too far. Yeah, it's a nice so, little um, So what I'll say is, Every time, I just felt like they were just looking at me out of the corner of their eye, just glaring at me. Like, and I caught them a few times. And just when I would interact with them, it just was very brief. Yeah. Like, they would, well, and the thing was, like, the, the day I apologized, we had a long conversation. I probably stood there and talked to them for, like, an hour about so, different stuff. And the conversation was good yeah. after the apology. Yeah. But I could that. tell they were just faking the hell out they were never gonna warm up to you. no they like they were they were acting like they were interested in what i was talking about and all this stuff like i was a k i was a uh, ku jayhawks fan and so her dad went to ku oh cool and, you know we were connecting all that it seemed like great but i knew at the bottom of my heart because i can read people and you know i could tell as much as they were faking it and trying to act like they were you know liking me and stuff and maybe maybe they did like me but after that start, I just knew it was never going to be a good be situation. Successful. No. Never going to be perfect. And it was a brief relationship, and I was kind of happy to never have to see them again. Um, I know she's got a boyfriend, and she's happy. And, you know, I think you just have to date me, and then you're going to just, you fall. Because, you know, I'm going to tell you something actually kind of crazy. Yeah. So, the, my exes are all, all of them, well, one of them have had two relationships. But, are, but, but have had relationships. But the other two have had long-term relationships since they broke up with me. So I guess all you have to do is just break, date me, break up with me, and then you are just going to find your soulmate. You're going to find your soulmate. It's, it's there One you go. that the parents like, too. Yes. I've always, I've noticed that, um, as unfortunate as it is, when you're in high school, that relationship with the parents means a lot. Because oh, at yeah. that point, oh, yeah. her entire life, every yep. her all of her perspectives, all of her worldviews, are, are kind of influenced well, by Well, also, when you're in high school, the parents still have a lot of control. All of the power. They decide if she goes out, who she dates, yep. whatever, if they're yep. going to even allow your presence. Right. And they also set the vibe for when you're over at the house. Absolutely. Because I've had two very different experiences yes. where it's like comfortable and you're like just hanging out with... It's almost like you're hanging out with the parents and you're hanging out with her. Right. And then you have the situations where it's just awkward and oh, you yeah. can feel the tension. Yep. So... Probably the first girl, like the first like girl that I had that I really liked, yeah. right? Um, blonde hair. She was very, very yeah, nice, I know who you're talking gorgeous about. Yeah. lady. Yeah, absolutely. You was also in a long term relationship. Is also in a very successful. <laughs> well, maybe it's both of us. Then what what them. problems do we have? What problems? Do what we problems? Have? What is wrong with us? We're sitting here recording a podcast. We're sitting here making a podcast that no one's gonna listen to. We're twenty years old. We could be going to parties. Yeah, I know. We're like, oh yes, let's read a history novel and make a podcast. Don't ask me what's wrong with me or you. Yeah, we both have problems, but that's okay. We love each other. We have each other. That's all. Exactly. But. So she was a wonderful lady, uh, very young, and this was she was very, very Christian and very innocent yes. is the thing. And her parents had a very large influence over Absolutely. her life. 
her father was one of those who's like you know standard midwestern middle-aged dad yeah. who's in you know middle middle of corporate works for a distribution but he's a big burly guy yeah. and one of those people who just has that kind of you know the stern face yeah, yeah. where maybe like them themselves aren't threatening but just the way that they look right. at you is like this man's gonna murder me yeah and take everything i have yeah so and i'm a very analytical person right, right. you know that you so, break down stuff. I'd like to break stu- down stuff. So when my girlfriends, all all young ladies and guys, they complain about their parents. So when she would do that, I would take it a little too seriously and be like, yeah, your parents are horrible. <laughs> For this reason, this reason, this reason, this reason, right, and this right, reason. Right, right, right. They're manipulating this Well, that's what this I did with Liv, except I unfortunately put it over text. Yeah, and they, they read all of that before I even met them. And then here's the cake the cake on, on the, the cake on the top, or the icing on the cake. Icing on the cake, Messed yeah. up that metaphor. But the way that I met her father, he had read all of these text messages. He already didn't like me. Yep. And then I snuck into her house during, you know, we had just gotten off of school early. It was a Wednesday or whatever. And we're hanging out at her house. You know, we were making out. out. I was feeling up her boobs. We were teenagers. kind of saucy, so. On her couch. And her dad walks in for lunch break. And I, it was like a movie scene. He just looked at me and was like, out. And I'm like, yes, sir, I am so freaking sorry. <laughs> it just printed. <laughs> I didn't care. I knew she was in trouble. I didn't care. It was every man for himself. No, at, at that, that point, point, no. At that I, point, you just got you to gotta just hightail it out of there. I was like, I'm sorry. You have a good day. And I just sprint. How? Which way? Did you go past him? No, I went straight okay, ba- like backwards. Good, toward, good. I don't even think I used the front door. I think I used their side door. <laughs> like, I Scary wasn't going situation. anywhere near that guy. No, I wouldn't either. No, especially, like, I mean, and you would imagine that she got that, you know, the good Christian quality. Like, that guy would probably kill you. Oh, yeah. Like, for doing that stuff. There is nothing scarier than looking into the eyes of a Christian man who has just seen you defile his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> that is just, that's the peak There's of danger. Nothing I'd rather angrier. face off with a grizzly bear than that, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. The grizzly bear would have more mercy. Bear. Yeah. It was better than, you know, the girlfriend I had my sophomore year of high school because her parents were extra controlling. Yes. And we weren't, I had to go to her house. But we weren't allowed to be alone. So you just sat out there with her. I sat in her living room. By the end of our relationship, I knew her mom better better than than I knew her. I remember that line. You told me that. That was funny. No, I... Oh, Lord. Well, I have to share one more quick story. I'll get it out quick um, to end this topic. But this is a good one. So I'm going to give you a good example of parents. Because usually I'm pretty good. So one of the... um, I don't like to call this a relationship because it's just a weird situation. Because here's the thing. This chick was my first kiss way in like the summer of after my freshman year, I think. Yeah. And then um, she ended up dating this guy and there's nothing happened. So I was like, okay, whatever. Um, I got the kiss. I'm out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it is what it is. Then after my first relationship, I kind of somehow stumbled into, you know, talking to her again, completely random. And, um, we kind of got close again. We started hanging out a lot. We, you know, we started doing some stuff and we dated for a solid day. I, no, listen to that. Hear me out. Hear me out. And you know the story, but wow. I love telling it. Um, so we dated for legitimately a day. Then I, I happened to post something on like something. I don't remember what it was. And I guess somebody who was a friend of her ex saw it and told him and he emailed, he, yeah, emailed Jesus. We're not in the 
90s um he dm'd me and he said just so you know she's crazy and saying all this stuff and she had distinctly said if he messages you please tell me and i wanted to respect what she asked me to do so i told her and then she broke up with me because of it and she said that she just wasn't ready and it was a bad situation and then because he he had actually been like um borderline violent with her oh my god not i shouldn't say violent he i had heard stories that he had genuinely backed her into like a corner screaming at her he had very bad anger problems and there, yeah, I probably should have. He's a little. He came at me in my DMs like later. This is a later time. But yeah, he actually goofed yeah. him though. Oh yeah, I know. I made him look absolutely just ridiculous. Like I, he, his comebacks were just retarded. Sorry, I shouldn't. Don't use that. His his comebacks were absolutely ridiculous. Like they were just awful. They were abysmal. Like I made him look absolutely ridiculous. And here's the thing. Like she dumped me, and then she told me it was bad. Situation. I kind of tried to understand, but it was really hard for me because it had just been just after that really bad relationship for a year. And a week later, she was back with him. That's usually a very that's an unfor- very unfortunate situation. I hope she figures her crap out. She's still with him. <clears throat> well, they've broken up multiple times after that though, and gotten back together. I really and after this last time that he cheated on her for like I don't know how many times now. Yeah. He um, she said no. I'm finally done. She texted me. She added me back and texted me. The first thing she did, she's like, I'm done. I'm finally done. Like I'm just done being treated like this and blah blah. blah. And I'm like, oh, I'm proud of you. I didn't believe it. And I shouldn't have, which was good because she got right back with him. Yeah. So, but the real, her parents loved me. I think that was what I was getting at. Her parents love me. They hate the guy she's with. Like he's not even allowed over there and they've been dating for like years. <laughs> and I, I'm still loved. Like her mom will, her little sister, I still like, uh, I still talk, she's not like a little, little, she's a couple years younger than her. Like she told me, I remember she was like, when she told me happy birthday, she's like, our parents want to say happy birthday and they miss you. And I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> But, um, and I leave that impact, like with my first relationship, which you know who, her little brother called me like months after and said, are you still going to come play? Isn't it weird? Like little, the connections we make with significant others, little siblings. Yes. On, it's like, difficult. I've noticed that on both sides. It's difficult. You're a single child. But yeah. my younger brother is better acquaintances with the girls that I have broken up with than I am. Or that we have broken up. <laughs> yeah. Like, he still talks to my girlfriends and will, like, give them updates and stuff. And I'm like, you can't. Jonathan, please. Because they'll come over. And every person who comes over it just becomes fascinated with the specimen that is my younger brother. I, I would be, too. Because he doesn't follow the normal no. adherences to what a person should be. No. No. And I love that. Yeah, when you talk to me and meet me, my brother's not the person. No, they're, you you're expect. actually polar opposites. <laughs> just actually like, polar opposites. Like, and so the last story I wanted to share was actually my last relationship. So I was, like... I reached the point where I was in, they had, uh, they had Sunday dinner, not a religious thing. They are a religious family, um, but to their, to their children are not so much. So, and they, they respect that, which I love. I love that about them. You yeah. know, they were, they personally were religious, but they also like, were not super like into my kid's brain. You know, they kind of let yeah. them decide on their own. Well, that's how it should be. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was, I was like invited to Sunday dinner every Sunday level and the thing that's the thing was was she wasn't the the one rule that her mom kind of had was that she wasn't allowed to do anything on sundays like that was just kind of her day to be at home around the family do chores stuff like that i was the only one ever allowed to hang with her on sundays even like friends she had known for like years i was allowed over on sunday that's beautiful like i would reach that level and i would sit and have dinner and joke with her family and i was like um her niece um like would like want to play with me and stuff like she'd come to the table and like you know pat my leg and be like she called me Gostin. 
<laughs> Costin. Uh, and she'd be like, come play, come play. I'm like, all right, all right, I'll go play with it. And her, her, me and her dad would sit and like watch like baseball games and stuff. And Sounds me, like you found your soulmate, Austin. I did, and then I, I lost it. I love with this person. I mean, I, I did. You have to like go beat up her boyfriend. And totally oh, I don't want to. I guess my uncle is a lawyer. You so. have to rom-com it, dude. You have to do that. I might have to. It, it, maybe one day, but maybe she's taking a trip somewhere and you can run to the airport. And call yeah, but I just cut her off, Seth. <laughs> you're 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 being counterproductive to me, please. She has made it very clear several times. As much as she still has feelings for me, it just can't ever work again. Look, Austin, I like to play devil's advocate. I Come hate on. you. I'm, I'm leaving this podcast. <laughs> you're you're not good for my mental health. I finally I finally willed myself to let go of someone. You're like, nah, actually. Honestly, I think you should have tried harder. <laughs> I believe me, man. I like we broke up like Nobody almost a year ago today. Austin. I was gonna yeah, I was gonna say if there's anyone that just fought tooth and freaking nail. You put in Gregorian efforts. I, I really say. did. Like I put myself through a lot of distress to try to make that work after we broke up, and it just <sighs> I got close. Um, I got really, really close because you know after you know we broke up on Thanksgiving, you know it was uh, it was what during the winter. Yeah, well, you we guys actually broke up like a year ago. That's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I love thanks. I'm gonna love Thanksgiving from now on. But um, anyway, it was it kind of in the winter time, right? Because it was we kind of started hanging out again, and you know we were kind of she she kind of gave me a chance again, and then the thing that frustrated me was she was some you know an incident happened. And was I in the wrong? Probably. Um, but I was also going through a kind of a weird time and I was trying my best. And she basically, what she did was she gave me a chance, but like the first moment I screwed up even like slightly, it was, it was over. And I was like, well, that's not really even a chance. That's from like, an outside, from an, oh my God, that's so loud. <laughs> from an outside perspective, you were both in the wrong. Yeah. You were both, that relationship was very, very awesome. Like yeah. it was such a beautiful dynamic for the first like good chunk of it and yeah. towards the end you were like both, i said we became toxic towards each other because stuff yeah. happened in our individual lives you were we both neither i don't think either balls. of us handled it well you know she she made claims that i didn't handle my mental illness well and she was right yeah she but felt, i also feel that maybe she could have done a few things differently as well and she did she you know to her credit after the fact you know after she i think she reflected she did come to me and she said you know you were right you know i think you know this this was not just you she said you know i made some mistakes too oh, there's and, a bunch of yeah on both yeah you, you know, you had some issues, you had yeah. some anger issues and stuff, but she put way too much expectation on you, right? Yeah, at a certain point she literally, end, like, we started dating at, like, my lowest point in my life. Yeah, like, the fact that at the end of the relationship that was becoming a dynamic where she was expecting you to fix your fix yeah. yourself for her rather than you two learning to overcome the issues right. that you do have, right. it became too toxic. Yeah. You were both, I mean, yeah. it was almost like a science experiment it really was and it It, just wasn't a healthy relationship and it sucks because like you know all the stuff we talked about was good stuff but it's just you know it is what it is and i don't believe in love anymore and that's fine well (laughs) you'll get you'll get there austin i believe in you oh maybe (laughs) i don't want to anymore i don't want to i don't want to get i don't want to die (laughs) (laughs) i'm kidding i'll cut that out but uh, you know you gotta leave that in no (laughs) you know maybe maybe one day maybe one day i'll uh I'll find something like that again, and I, I hope so, you know, but I don't know. It probably won't be for a while. You know, we'll see. Maybe, maybe a girl will come all of a sudden in cuffing season, and yeah. something will happen, but maybe who knows? Austin will find love again. Maybe. Yeah. Well, everybody... stay, stay tuned to Speak Supreme to find out if I do. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everybody enjoyed this podcast today. We've had a pretty good yeah. array of things that we've spoken about. We knocked Absolutely. out, you know, COVID, talked about a little bit about 
we always it seems like we always have to mention about the election and politics. Yeah. Well, it's just it's just such a point. Big it's topic. A large part. It shouldn't be, but no. it's a large part of our yeah. lives at this point. Like think about like you know years before what you know Donald Trump did to like you know politics. Like it used to be just politics were just you know kind of casual talking. Now it's just like roaring debates. Yeah, now it's just uh, everybody gets so angry about I know. it. And then we spent a good, good old half an hour cuffing slash cuffing relationship we slash really working relationship through my, my problems, I guess. Yeah, that was a whole whole slew. Yeah. But hey, you know, we both got to, you got to, you guys got to learn a little bit about uh, incest past relationships <laughs> and how we failed in almost everyone. How our brains work in just yeah. a little way. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And you know, uh, we're back. Like I, I'd stated at the beginning, uh, we are now on Spotify and Apple Podcast. And um, we will be uploading there, just our audio. Hopefully so regularly. Yes, absolutely. Yes, we are actually going to devote ourselves to doing this at a pace that is, you know, slightly regular. Somewhat manageable. Yeah, somewhat man- Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, I do have two months off of school here, so oh, my man. schedule will be mostly open besides work. And you know, the so. hotel business is way slowed down. Yeah, so, yep, yeah, yep. I'll have a little more spare time here. Abs- absolutely, absolutely. So we'll be we'll be pumping those out. We really do hope that you uh, enjoyed and that you tune in tune to in. our, you know, where, to our new platforms. And if you did, thank you so much for listening to the Speak Supreme podcast. I have been Seth Cunningham. I have been, and then I hopefully still will be Austin Nippleman. <laughs> you guys have a good day. Thank you, guys.